Eric Asher on WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans, 1061 Nash Icon. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicades, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Rigo, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk sports in substantive fashion with informed guests. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now, here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and Delgado Baseball. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Monday night version here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app available for you to listen in anywhere in the world via iHeart. At home, Alexa will take care of you. If you can't pick up radio, just tell her to play WRKN. You can always visit our podcast following the show. Just go to CrescentCitySports.com. Click on podcast on the left column and listen back to the show or listen to what you may have missed. You can email me. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call the show at 504-260-1061. Later on in the show, we'll visit with Tulane legend Steve Barrios, of course, a Hall of Famer and longtime broadcaster and former player for the Green Wave on Tulane's status right now. As they continue to move up in the national polls, we'll also... Visit later in the hour with Will Guillory of The Athletic as the Pelicans get set for a big game tonight at Smoothie King Center about 7.05 against the Golden State Warriors. We start off by talking about the New Orleans Saints back to 500, back into a tie for first in the NFC South after scoring 38 yesterday, beating the Colts in Indianapolis 38-27. A pleasure, as it always is, to visit with one of those very informed sources and Outstanding reporter, many years covering the Saints, now for different entities, and now doing so for New Orleans.Football, Mike Triplett. Mike, thank you. Appreciate you being with us. Thanks for having me. You're making it easy on me, bringing me on after a win instead of one of those dark days from the past month. Yeah, listen, I mean, <laughs> you know, this, the sky isn't falling. It never really was. Uh, that doesn't mean this is anything more than an average team, but it also – doesn't mean anything less than the fact that this team is likely the best team in its division and is likely to win its division. Tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, they're an average team, but what is average in the NFL now? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, there's so many bad teams in the NFL right now. Uh, I can't, I don't think you could get a single listener to, to feel good about picking seven playoff teams in the NFC. Um, so I think that's the demand for the Saints. I think that why they've been so frustrating this year is that's the that's the only standard. No one's asking for elite. They're they're just asking for be able to beat Green Bay and Houston and <laughs> Tampa Bay for crying out loud, and they haven't been able mm-hmm. to do that. So it was nice to see them beat beat up on a team um, 
that that is obviously struggling in Indianapolis. And now, can they do it again against Chicago with no Justin Fields and Minnesota with no Kirk Cousins? This this schedule couldn't be playing out any better for them right now. It sets up great before the bye week. It really does. I mean, before yesterday, I would have said they will lose at Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is playing extremely well, and that's a shame what happened to him. Yeah, that dynamic has changed. The Bears obviously are struggling and missing their quarterback, so it does set up well for them. And but then again, you know, looking at their roster before the season started, I think we all agreed it wasn't a great roster, but it was it was a good enough roster to win this division. And it certainly looked like the best team with the best quarterback. Some people wondered about that, but now I, I certainly think that's true. Well, it's funny, my. Uh... Cousins is a great example of what I hoped Derek Carr would be for the Saints. It, it wasn't supposed to be the, you know, get the get the All Pro quarterback who 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 reimagines what your whole team is. Uh, but it's the hey, we've got a good defense, we've got a good veteran roster, we've got a decent offensive line, good running backs, good receivers. How about a quarterback who can just you know bridge the gap here? Um, Ryan Tannehill when he first arrived in Tennessee is another example. And, and for a while, that wasn't happening with Derek Carr. Um, I mean, at first, it wasn't happening with the offensive line. Then um, everyone set their sights on Pete Carmichael Jr. I, I, I thought they called a really bad game uh, in the Tampa loss in particular. Um, and then Carr was the one who looked like he really struggled um, the last two weeks, late in the Houston game and then throughout the last game. And it's just like, man, and him and the receivers not getting on the same page. When is this all going to come together? So... I guess we're experiencing, seeing some growing pains with a new quarterback, new system, new teammates, new coaches. Um, but if this is a sign that, that that's mostly what it was, was growing pains, then, then maybe they can be a much better version in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think that's probably a good analysis. I also think he's, he, being Carr, is not only feeling more comfortable with the players around him, I think the extra time off this past week helped, but I also think he's getting healthier. And I think that's... That, that's yeah. another facet of, of why he might be making the throws that maybe he wasn't making or even attempting to make those throws. And look, I mean, analyzing this team, they got Juwan Johnson back yesterday. He's not 100%. Clearly, he can make a difference if he's healthy. Uh, they've got Shahid, who, can, who has just you know, elite speed. And Thomas has been what you hoped he would be. Kamara's been exactly what you thought he would be. Taysom Hill is all that. And by the way, New Orleans dot football had a great stat about Taysom. Seven or more carries. The Saints are seventeen and one. I mean, I've been saying yeah, this. Yeah, I dug that. I, I I researched that stat last year when I was doing a story on how they mm-hmm. they should rely on him. I think in the Cleveland game, but mm-hmm. uh, I always think they should rely on Taysom Hill in yes. the run game more. Um, and so I've just been adding to that stat, adding to that stat, adding to that stat. It's, look, it is a chicken versus egg stat because it's the same thing as. You don't just win because you run the ball 30 times in a game. You can't right. run the ball 30 times in a game if you're not protecting a lead, if the run game's not working early. You have to, if you're down by two scores, I get it. Same thing with Taysom Hill. But seven is not, it's not a huge number. Um, and, and it's always my reminder that that's what he is. He is not, he is not taking the quarterback off the field, quote-unquote. He's, he's a run play. Uh, and and anybody that averages nearly six yards a carry should be should be used often in the run game. <laughs> oh, the guy makes plays. He's he's always been a playmaker. You win games when he touches the ball. I mean, it's this is no 
This is no new news whatsoever. It's simply a, a statement of fact, and we, I, we've all been saying it. You know, the guy needs to get 10 touches a game, whether it's running the ball, catching the ball, whatever it might be, even throwing the ball, as we saw yesterday in the double coverage. So, <laughs> worked out okay, though. Uh, worked out all right in retrospect. But, look, this guy makes plays. This guy will give you a chance to win as much as anybody on your team. Offensive line, weirdly, has played better since yeah. it's been banged up. And, you know, you got to give a little bit of love to Andrus Pete, who we all beat up on all the time since yeah. he's been asked to play a position he hadn't played in several years, and he's done done decently. They got Ramchek back. Max Garcia's held his own, and they've been fine. Look, Derek Carr was clean yesterday. He got the sack fumble yeah. stepping up the one time, but other than that, he was clean. Yeah, that was their best performance of the season, no doubt, in pass protection and, and in run blocking as well. I mean, there were a couple early runs that weren't going anywhere. Uh, Kamara still only averaged like three and a half yards a carry, even with his 16-yard touchdown run, I think. But uh, um, they got Taysom going. They got um, uh, Jamal Williams going. Uh, he's finally a part of this team. That's nice to see. And and uh, and Kamara had some breakouts as the game went on. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's this this yeah. uh, the offensive line was was my biggest concern on the whole team three weeks into the season, and um, they've at least been consistently trending in the right direction even if they haven't been perfect lately so if they can give them a chance uh, that that's that's as important as anything we've talked about on this offense visiting with my triplet of new orleans.football and yes i agree with that and you know jamal williams ran hard yesterday that was good to see and i think you got something there moving forward you know defensively i mean the defensive line you know they they got gashed early in that game obviously but Second half adjustments paid off. They played better. Granderson's been their best defensive lineman. It was good to see Cam Jordan be active yesterday. Demario Davis, if he has a bad knee, you never know it. He's making tackles all over the place, uh, as usual. You know, I I think, you know, Howden has a chance. They got him once or twice yesterday, but I think he's got a chance to be a player, and they should get May back soon. And health's an issue, but if you get healthy, kind of like that group. The only thing you don't like is the – consistent, you know, annual, weekly pass interference penalties against this secondary. I mean, there's no other team in the NFL that has more than the Saints. Well, they, they lead the NFL in, in penalty yardage this this yep. season, and, and pass interference penalties are a big part of that. Paulson Adebo ended his streak, though. He had he had, had one in three straight games. This this week it was Marshawn and Tyron Matthew, and Paulson Adebo made the, maybe the biggest play of the game, even though it was not – even though the offense finally won a game and the, the defense was the one uh, who had to thank the offense for saving their butts in this one, um, uh, Debo's interception and then his return, uh, which was uh, breaking tackles, making guys miss, uh, that might have been the biggest play of the game. They were only up; tw- they, they were only winning 21-20 at the time, uh, and, and Indy was about to score. Um, that, that was it. That was a game changer. I thought the whole narrative about sideline blow up and stuff was just completely overblown uh, as I've said on this show every day since that game last week this goes on on every NFL sideline and now you see it more because cameras are everywhere and people see it sometimes it's you know maybe louder than others and maybe that's kind of what the reference was but all the people that made such a big deal out of that I think overblew it if you're not passionate and if you're not mad and if you're not trying to correct things then you're not a winner. And I certainly didn't fault Carr for that. I faulted Carr for his 
lack of effective play overall, but but yeah. not that and not that and and let's let's be honest, the guy wasn't terrible. He wasn't bad. He just wasn't good enough. But he was okay. But you didn't get him to be okay. You got him to be better right. than okay to have better what you had. Because if you want to use the word okay, well, maybe Andy Dalton was okay in this offense. You got him and paid him a lot of money to be better. And we're starting to see evidence of that. Look, maybe we were having a different conversation if Foster Morrow had caught a pass anyway. Well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, to your point about that being overblown, it, yeah, one incident uh, of a yelling is probably overblown, but I think, I think what made that be such a big focus is it had been a season-long problem that we were taking more and more note of uh, over the last three weeks where Carr just kept throwing to spots and his receivers were running the exact opposite direction. It was, it, right. I, I don't ever remember noticing so much of that. I mean, even when Jameis was quarterback and then Dalton was quarterback and then Taysom was quarterback, just the constant being on the wrong page. And then, uh, you know, Olave was getting a lot of grief for not necessarily finishing his routes. Um, and, and, and often when, you know, he didn't think he was going to be the one getting the ball and he was just doing a decoy route, he didn't run it all the way out. And, and then for all those things that we've already been sort of nitpicking about to come to a head in that big moment, uh, where he's pointing and screaming. And then of course it was a nationally televised game. So there were all the, <laughs> the national film breakdowns and everything of it. Mm-hmm. So of course it got too much of atten- attention, but I think it was the number one crisis point for this team was, all right, figure this out because, you know, uh, you just, you know, this offense isn't good enough to be able to afford all those mistakes where, where they're just, you know, giving up their own drives, you know, unforced errors. And, uh, and so, um, you know, they, they talked about it. They had a lot of long talks, receiver and quarterback. They worked longer together after practice. Um, that was an issue that needed to get cleaned up. And, and obviously you love to see the response. Um, and, and it looked like it did. Now, Alave still some bumps in the road. Um, probably some bad luck involved him, him losing that ball and then jogging out of bounds when he didn't realize the defender fell behind him. But I'll interject right there. I'll interject right there. I was going to say that and ask you about that, but I think, you know, I don't want to use the word biggest disappointment, but maybe the guy that hasn't taken the step forward that you thought he was, at least to this point, yeah. is Chris Olave. He's not been that guy. He, you know, aside from running the wrong routes or stopping on routes or letting balls hit him in the face when he's got an easy touchdown or running out of bounds or even sitting down on catches rather than looking to run after catch. Uh, Somebody pointed out to me yesterday, and I said it's a very good analogy, kind of reminded you of Brandon Cooks a little bit. But bottom line is he's a good player. He just hasn't really taken that step forward thus far this year. Yeah, and I mean, there's so much scrutiny on him now, and obviously he dealt with the arrest last week, too, and, uh, you know, he's a young guy who uh, is dealing with this stuff for the first time. Last last year, it was nothing but <laughs> applauding him and how well he was doing, and, and boy, he looked great this summer, and he started uh, so great in the first couple of weeks and made those one-handed catches, so hopefully it's a patch he can get past, but... Um, you know, I mean, there were all those coded messages uh, that uh, that the veterans were talking about. Everybody on this team needs to look in the mirror. Did I work hard enough this week? Am I doing enough? You know, uh, somebody somebody leaking to uh, uh, Nola.com last week that not everybody is, has read their tablets and stuff. So, uh, obviously, there are messages about, you know, working hard and effort and everything. Nobody has put that stuff on 
Olave, but um, you know, I mean, there, there, there's there's obviously messages being sent to I think young players on this team. I think Rashid Shahid was part of that, mm-hmm. um, and not saying again that it's effort or working hard, but he was definitely part of the not running the routes, um, uh, maybe having to reduce his volume in the offense. So to see him respond the way he did was huge, and and you know, like I said, growing pains. Growing pains is kind of a cute, <laughs> cute little phrase, but. Uh, it's, it's definitely what we're seeing with this offense. Well, we, I kind of knew it was going to be a good offensive day when right away you saw a perfect back shoulder throw to Mike Thomas, and I tweeted right <laughs> away, that's vintage Drew Brees to Thomas right there. And then soon after that, you know, a intermediate to deep dig route inside to Thomas. That's what he excels at is those, those things. And when you saw that happen early on, it's like, all right, I can see they worked on something here because that's what this guy excels at. This is what he's good at. They better work on the slant this week, though, because yes. that, yeah, they yes. missed it both times. Yeah, both he times. He behind him twice. Yes. It feels yeah. like I could complete a slant to Michael Thomas. I mean, it would take a couple <laughs> tries to get the timing down, but mm-hmm. Derek Carr's been in this league for 10 years. How's he not throwing that ball in front of Michael Thomas? It's, it's such a money route for this team. No receiver yep. in NFL history has caught that pass better than Michael Thomas. Uh, it's got to be a big part of this playbook. Yeah, Carlton Davis called him the king of slants. He's right too, and he's yeah. I mean, of course, the one he you know he had he he really secured it, and then he lost it at the last second when he was contacted. But still, a, not a good throw. But by and large, Carr played well yesterday, and that's what you want to see. Yeah. And you know, this offense played well, and clearly, you hope Jawan Johnson gets healthier because he can definitely change the dynamic and and make them more of a threat. And Jamal Williams getting healthier and. You know, and the other guys doing what they're doing. You can see the potential there for this team. And, you know, it, again, not a great team. Nobody said it would be. I picked them to win 10, and I'm not looking too smart right now, but I still think that's possible. I think nine is, is realistic. And bottom line is, Mike, that nine could win this division. Yeah, nine should probably win this division. I mean, especially when you consider that they have two to play against Atlanta down the stretch. Um, if either one of those teams sweeps that matchup, uh <laughs> Uh, they're in the driver's seat for sure. Uh, this just in: Trey Hendrickson is still real good at football. So, oh my God. <laughs> man, I you know, the the gift that keeps on giving or the miss that keeps on missing because, again, all we can think about is Marcus Davenport and even down the road Peyton Turner and this guy just plays with maximum effort on Crazy. every play. He's a Crazy. heck of a football player and what a what a big miss by the Saints to let him go. By the way, Caden Ellis has played very well too. Uh, that one's understandable with the money and the position, but. Good football player, and great to see Thomas Morstead still getting it done. Oh, know. man. Should be the <laughs> special teams player of the week this week. Oh, he was great yesterday, but he's been good all year for the Jets. What, what a, a, what a combination being in, in you know, the biggest media market in the country and, and a team that's playing well and a team that's relying on its punter to lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just crazy. About a minute or two left with Mike. And, and then, of course, in Denver, seeing Peyton get a win over Kansas City. Good stuff. You know, Will Lutz is having a hell of a year. I'll leave it at that. Uh, but there's another. He hasn't, he hasn't missed since those week one struggles. Yeah, and that was a 54-yarder. He didn't miss the extra point. But, you know, since then he's been nails and He's good. It's not a second guess. I said they should have kept him only because you were a contender. But, you know, Blake Rupi has a chance, and hopefully that will continue to, to be the case. Final thought, you know, all the, the talks resurrected again. Every time a quarterback gets hurt, you hear the name Jameis Winston. Well, yeah. there we go again, hearing it again with Minnesota. I, I just don't see that happening. If you're the Saints, I don't do it unless I get really good compensation. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know what kind of compensation you would get for him. I mean, I would assume that's a day three draft pick, uh, unless the team is really desperate. And, and then the Saints are in the same boat as the other team. They're one injury away from being screwed. I mean, Jake and they play And they play them. Nice they play them in two summer. weeks. Yeah, 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 they play them exactly. in two weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, I mean, the Saints are a, a team going for the playoffs right now, so their backup yep. quarterback is not expendable. Half the league needed to turn to their backup quarterback so far this year. The Saints had to turn to their backup quarterback uh, a few weeks ago, um, and uh, that that's the one that still sticks in my craw from this season. Like, look, the Saints didn't play well enough to deserve to be 6-2 and two or 7-1 and one right now, just despite the lousy teams they played, but the Green Bay game is, is an unforgivable loss. They, they replay that game ten times, they probably win it nine times. Yeah, the Green Bay's not any good, and if Carr doesn't get hurt, they're going to find three more points somewhere, but didn't happen, and Groupie missed a kick, and the rest is history, so now they've got to make it up somewhere down the line against this mediocre schedule. Always a pleasure to visit with Mike Triplett. Go to New Orleans.football. If you haven't subscribed, you should. It's great information all the time. Mike does a fantastic job, and Really appreciate you, Mike. Keep up the good work here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thank you. Mike Triplett of New Orleans.Football. We'll take a time out here. Still to come later in the show, we'll visit with Will Guillory of The Athletic on the Pelicans. But coming up next, we'll talk Tulane football with Steve Barrios, the legend, as we continue here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. Do you have heart failure and often hear? Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? (sighs) For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes choice of TVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. Hey, Bobby, you ready for football practice? I don't know, Dad. I don't feel so good. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Let me check your temp with Exergen. Oh, wow. Yep, you're staying home. Fever 100.2. Wow, those Exergen thermometers are as fast and accurate as our team. Exergen thermometers, the smart choice for those game-time decisions. The clinically accurate Exergen thermometer is backed by over 100 clinical studies and conveniently located at Walgreens and participating retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes choice of TVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. 
Hey, Bobby, you ready for football practice? I don't know, Dad. I don't feel so good. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Let me check your temp with Exergen. Oh, wow. Yep, you're staying home. Fever 100.2. Wow, those Exergen thermometers are as fast and accurate as our team. Exergen thermometers, the smart choice for those game-time decisions. The clinically accurate Exergen thermometer is backed by over 100 clinical studies and conveniently located at Walgreens and participating retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. The Chase Inc. Business Premier Card is made for people who make things happen, like me. I'm Sam, founder and CEO of Manifest, a product design company that makes everyday products design smarter. I get 2.5% cash back on purchases of $5,000 or more, plus unlimited 2% cash back on all other purchases, which helps us make more smart ideas into a brilliant reality. The Inc. Business Premier Card. Learn more at chase.com forward slash business premier. Chase for business. Make more of what's yours. Real business owner compensated for their participation. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank. Any member FDIC. eBay Motors is here for the ride. So minivans, sedans, JDMs, roll out. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. And with eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Halloween is around the corner. Let's not use witchful thinking when it comes to safety. Beware and take care. Don't drink and drive. From your spooky friends at 1061 Nash Icon and Dudley DeBosier. Injury Lawyers. This report is sponsored by Blindster.com. Hi, I'm Kyle at Blindster.com. If you're like many people, you may think custom blinds is a job for expensive professionals. Well, at Blindster, if you have a tape measure and a screwdriver, you can install our custom blinds and save big. Plus, we guarantee they'll fit. Blindster.com. Stop and go traffic on the eastbound Crescent City Connection. Lafayette to the I-10 merge, taking 19 minutes in an 11-minute delay. Northbound I-310 has the slowing on the Luling Bridge. 27 minutes from U.S. 90 to I-10 right now. Uh, shutdown, of course, is 55 northbound between I-10 and Frontage Road in St. John Parish. Also seeing stop-and-go flow westbound I-10 between Clearview and Veterans Boulevard. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Calling all listeners, what's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Tulane Green Wave continue their outstanding season, 7-1, 4-0 in the American Athletic Conference, 21st in the country, and, of course, staying in conference this week as they make that trek to Greenville to take on East Carolina this coming Saturday. And, of course, Never an easy place to play, but a game that Tulane is favored to win. Joining us now to talk about it is Tulane Hall of Famer, legendary broadcaster, broadcast booth named after him, my good and great friend, Steve Barrio. Steve, always a pleasure, and I know it's a pleasure for you to watch a consistently good football team, right? Yeah, Ken, it really is. First, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, for, for so long, uh, this is my 41st year, and, uh, you know, we've seen some really – bad teams and a lot of a lot of bad football but now and, but but during that time there were there were certain teams that stood out you know uh my 70 liberty bowl team the 73 
team. They beat LSU for the first time in 25 years. And then, of course, the, the 98 undefeated and the uh, 202 uh, Hawaii Bowl victory. But it, nothing's been consistent. And, you know, what Coach Fritz has done, he's brought that consistency to the program. And, uh, you know, it's a, he changed, to me, he changed the entire culture. And, yeah, it is fun to be a part of. The interesting thing, and I wrote this after the game Saturday, is is that you know there are separators. There are those teams that hope to win. There are those teams that think they can win, and then there are those teams that know they can win and will win. Tulane looks to have climbed that ladder from the lowest rung to the highest rung. This is a team that not only believes it can win, but it believes it's going to win every time out. Yeah, no doubt. They really do. You know, you go back um... – to some of those years I was talking about, there's no way that, that Tulane wins this game. There's no way that Tulane wins, you know, the game before at Memphis. But uh, they, they really do believe that they're going to win every time they step on the field. They have that, you know, 1-0 and mentality. Uh, great leadership, you know, with Michael Pratt and Sincere Hainsworth. So, you know, these guys really do believe that they can win every time they step on the field. Getting Pratt healthy is important. It's obvious he's healthier now. He's running the football. And, you know, when he can make plays, running the ball really helps this football team. He had a really good first half Saturday. Then he made the really bad decision, which kind of changed the game in the second half, threw to the wrong receiver in the double coverage, got it picked off. And yet they still win the game. Look, this and that drive of eight minutes at the end was a thing of beauty, just basically running out the clock. Uh, It's a beautiful thing to watch. That said, they, they followed a familiar script now for three straight weeks. They, you know, they started great against Memphis, fell behind by 11, rallied to win, started great against North Texas, you know, started well against, you know, against, uh, you know, this past week against a team that they were better than in Rice and then struggled and found a way to win. So they know how to win. That's the good news. Bad news is that they've got to play more complete games. They can't keep expecting to do this and keep expecting to win. Uh, you know, I think you're 100% correct, Ken. Uh, you know, we, we don't, you know, once, maybe twice, and then, you know, after three times, it, it seems like it's becoming a trend, but it's something that uh, I think the players are, are very aware of, and, uh, you know, especially Pratt, they really know that they just can't really, and, and the defense as well, they just can't take their foot off the gas. You know, they, they've got to know how to, that's the thing they got to learn how to do now is put teams away, you know, when they have the opportunity to do that. But, but you were right, that interception and the 72-73 yard return, it just changed the game. And, but that last drive was fantastic. It ate up over, you know, eight minutes, and uh, Tulane did what they needed to do in the last four seconds to uh, preserve the win. Steve Barrios with us. Are you concerned at all about the defense? It hasn't been as good recently as it was earlier in the season. You know, it, it's uh, it's not. A, I wouldn't say I'm concerned, but I think we're, we we've been hit with some uh, you know some injuries and uh, some some of the things that uh, has kind of been the the signature that you don't want to get known for is the, the poor tackling in the second half that, that we've seen. You know, instead of coming up and, and locking up players, it's kind of been the shoulder bumps and, and things like that. But uh, 
I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned, but, you know, it has been troublesome to, to see that, uh, you know, the tackling, especially in the second half against Memphis, just kind of deteriorated, you know, and, and then again, we, we had some poor tackling uh, against Rice. But I, I think this, uh, you know, defense under Shield Wood is, is, is going to be very capable and, I think they're flexible enough to uh, maybe make some adjustments w- when they have to, and and of course that that would also be uh, you know same 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 thing with the with the offense, you know, having to come out and and really recognize what they need to do. Concerned about injuries at all? Remitich went out. Jackson went out. Is that a concern right now? Um, yeah, I, um, I I don't know what. Uh, what the status is, we'll probably find out tomorrow at the uh, Tuesday press conference about Jackson. That was, you know, that was a big concern when when he went down, and, uh, and then of course, you know, Josh Remitich goes out, and you know, then we have, uh, you know, we we don't have the, the the experience that we had with him in there on the uh, on the line, and of course, you know, Prince Pines hasn't been available the last two games, but. I think if we get those guys, you know, if Pines comes back this week, and uh, again, we'll find out tomorrow what, what Remitich's status is going to be, whether he's mm-hmm. going to play or not. Yeah, look, good player, and obviously Pines is a good player too, and that's a strength of their team when healthy as their offensive line has been good. Your position at receiver, you know, it's been as good if not the best it's been under Willie Fritz. I mean, Keyes has been really good. Jackson can make big plays. Uh, Brazel's got a really good future. I mean, that's been a – good position for this team and they use you Keith Brown obviously as a as a playmaker so they've got guys that can make plays yeah they really do and 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 that's really been uh to me it, it's been one of the biggest bright spots uh, of this season has been the wide receiving core you know you mentioned Jackson uh, you know he's a guy that can catch us maybe a 10 yard out and turn it into a 40 50 yard touchdown uh Keys just has you know unbelievable Speed and he's come up big for us in, in key situations. And Brazel, you know, this kid, uh, I think the, the uh, we're just starting to see the tip of his potential as he develops uh, this year because he's just uh, coming along fine. You know, he's got the height. He's 6'5", 196. And I think his speed is a little more deceptive than uh, Keys and, and Jackson. But, uh, you know, you're right. It, it's been, to me, the, the brightest spot of the team this year. Final thought, East Carolina, on paper, should win the game, but you've got to travel and play, right? Yeah, we sure do. East Carolina, you know, they've, they've been kind of a thorn on our side. Uh, you know, we've won the last couple of meetings, but uh, I can remember going there a few years ago, and, uh, you know, we gave up uh, over 150 yards in the first half uh, to their running back. And so they're, they're always – and the thing about this year, you know, that Tulane is the hunted. Okay, we're getting everybody's A game. So we can't, uh, you know, go in there, just uh, throw throw your, you know, helmet out on the field and think you're going to win because I think East Carolina is going to give us the best they have. Steve Barrios, outstanding analyst for Tulane, Hall of Famer. Always appreciate the time. Hope the Green Wave can get it done this weekend and do the same against Tulsa and keep marching on toward hopefully another great ending and another great postseason. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate it. All right, we'll take a time out here. When we return, we will visit with Will Guillory 
of the Athletic. Talk about the Pelicans. They're in matchup in about 30 minutes at Smoothie King Center as they take on the Golden State Warriors. That's next with Will Guillory as we continue with All Access for a Monday night here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. The Chase Inc. Business Premier Card is made for people who make things happen, like me. I'm Sam, founder and CEO of Manifest, a product design company that makes everyday products design smarter. I get 2.5% cash back on purchases of $5,000 or more, plus unlimited 2% cash back on all other purchases, which helps us make more smart ideas into a brilliant reality. The Inc. Business Premier Card. Learn more at chase.com forward slash business premier. Chase for business. Make more of what's yours. Real business owner compensated for their participation. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank. Any member FDIC ebay motors is here for the ride so minivans sedans jdms roll out go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love and with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply for the ones who get it done the most important part is the one you need now and the best partner is the one who can deliver that's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust granger because we have professional grade supplies for every industry even hard to find products and we have same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders but most importantly we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. This report is sponsored by Blindster.com. Hi, I'm Kyle at Blindster.com. If you're like many people, you may think custom blinds is a job for expensive professionals. Well, at Blindster, if you have a tape measure and a screwdriver, you can install our custom blinds and save big. Plus, we guarantee they'll fit. Blindster.com. So we're back to the ongoing situations. Um, Mirabeau at Elysian Fields, we do have an accident on the secondaries. Uh, We are seeing uh, 55 northbound still closed, I-10 to frontage road, 55 southbound down to one lane, but no big delays. Biggest delay is northbound 310 US 90 to I-10, 32 minutes to get through that area. Luling Bridge, the right lane is blocked with that ongoing construction. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, Traffic Center. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Welcome back to the show on this Monday evening. Ken Trahan with you, and now we turn our attention to the New Orleans Pelicans, who are at home tonight. Marquee matchup against the Golden State Warriors. Joining us now to break it down, a good and great friend, 
outstanding beat writer for The Athletic, covering the Pelicans, Will Guillory. Will, your time of the year. Always a pleasure. Oh, man, it's good to be back in the gym, Ken. I love it. Getting to see some basketball, getting to see uh, a healthy Pelican squad. It's a different, well, semi-healthy. So <laughs> yeah. It's a different experience. Yeah, qualification there. And New Orleans area fans actually get to see the real Warriors tonight as Steph Curry's playing, and I would imagine the others are playing as well. Yeah, it'll be the first time Steph Curry plays in the Smoothie King Center since 2021. That's insane. Between uh, the low management and Steph going through some injuries, bad timing, he hasn't played in New Orleans in some years. And uh, the time he did play, that was during the empty arena season. So probably, what, about maybe 3,000 people got to see him that day in the Smoothie King Center. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people excited to see him play basketball in New Orleans again for the first time in a long time. No doubt. And obviously... Uh, this is a marquee matchup. Golden State will certainly be a contender in the Western Conference. Uh, the the hope is that New Orleans will be as well. So much depends upon health. And I don't know that any of us knows just what the Pelicans are yet because we just haven't seen this group together enough to truly evaluate it other than to say it has real potential to be real good. Yeah, we still haven't seen their final form. What we kind of alluded to earlier was just Trey Murphy and Jose Alvarado being out to start the season and Jose, they're hoping to be back relatively soon. Trey Murphy is probably more likely around Thanksgiving, maybe early December. So yeah, even as this team is building chemistry over the next couple of weeks, they're going to have another reboot process once they add those guys to the lineup. So I mean, what what the number one evaluation is, you know, Zion Williamson is still really good at basketball, which is good to see for the Pelicans. He's doing really well. The the, the chemistry between him and Brandon Ingram has been strong. And what you see, what we kind of saw last year before the injury started kicking in, this is a deep group. I mean, they don't have Trey Murphy or Jose Alvarado or Najee Marshall, for that matter, and they still have looked really good in these first two games, uh, coming in playing really good defensively, building on that foundation. Willie Green has uh, restored here in New Orleans, and also just trying to work out some of the kinks with the new offense, you know, built around James Borrego. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, I think they've looked really good in these first two games, and they still have another form uh, they're going to evolve into once they get their, their two best bench players back. Visiting with Will Guillory of The Athletic, talking about the New Orleans Pelicans, and obviously the thing that sticks out to most is is that they have defended very well. and The numbers reflect that in the two games, and it's pretty cool. I mean, look. The Pelicans won when scoring under 100 points. They didn't win any games scoring under 100 points last year, won just two the year before that doing that. And they did it because they have defended extremely well. I mean, they've held opponents to 39.2% shooting from the field, 23.5% from three-point range, and held opponents to 95.5 points per game. Bottom line is, offensively, you're not always going to make shots. You're not going to score it every night. They can score it well enough, but if you defend like this, well, you got a chance to win on a nightly basis. Yeah, and I think uh, Willie Green deserves a lot of credit because this is something he talked about since his first day taking over here in New Orleans. He wanted to establish a culture built around defense, built around you know effort and, and playing together, and that's what you've really seen with this group. I mean, outside of Herb Jones, Herb Jones is, of course, one of the best defenders in this league. When you look at this roster, it's not like there's a whole lot of elite defenders out there, right? We're talking about, you know, Zion, B.I., Jonas Valanciunas. These are guys who are considered more offensive first kind of guys, but you've seen during these games, these guys are communicating, they're moving together, uh, they're in the right place at the right time, they're supporting each other, you're getting help for the help, uh, and I think uh, 
what you really see, what stood out to me is the two main guys, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, really buying in on defensive end. And that's something, you know, that we talked about since those guys have come to New Orleans about how uh, they set the tone on that end for everybody else. And that they're really starting to take that seriously. And more importantly, Zion is starting to take that seriously. Because I remember this time last year, I was a few games away from writing about how much Zion's defense was holding the team back and how much their struggles to start last year was kind of tied to teams just going directly at Zion over and over again. And this year, you've seen him uh, really bring in a different type of mindset on that and and it's bringing his game to a different level because we know how good he is on offense. But if he's starting to make plays on defense the way he has early this season, uh, that's going to make this team really dangerous. Yeah, he's been, I think the right word would be maybe a little sultry thus far with the media, but he's getting a little better. But I think he feels like he's got something to prove, don't you? Absolutely. And we saw for the first time uh, probably after that uh, Knicks game was him just a little more smiley, a little bit more jokey version of uh, Zion Williamson, which was good to to see just for me as a media member. I I like good Zion Williamson quotes, so that's always a good thing. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think you see the chip on his shoulder, the the mindset to come in and prove people wrong. Because I think last summer was kind of the first time in his career where people were just pointing the finger directly at him, where before it was, well, the injuries, well, the Pelicans and their, you know, lack of organization behind the scenes, uh, coaching changes over and over. And last summer, you know, it was just kind of like, yeah, this is on him. He's got his stuff going on behind the scenes. And, you know, people were kind of fed up. Uh, a lot of people I talked to around the city were just like, you know, I, I don't want to hear about this dude anymore. It's always something. And now I think he's coming in really wanting to prove something this season. He's wanting to really remind people, you know, how much of an elite talent he is. And we said it over and over again. When he's on the court, the guy is incredible. He's one of the most potent offensive weapons I've ever seen. And he does it in such a unique way. Uh, so, yeah, when I, when you add a chip on the shoulder on top of that, uh, I think, you know, he, he's got the potential to really, you know, put himself in that all-NBA type of conversation this year. Agreed. And so in the two games thus far, we've seen Matt Ryan come off the bench, hit a, a, a trio of triples. Then we saw Jordan Hawkins do that in game two. The one question mark about this team, aside from the rim protection, was whether or not they had enough shooting. And without Trey Murphy, that's an even bigger question. Well, if you can get one of these two guys, if not both, to do what they've done thus far in the two games, and that certainly mitigates the damage to a degree. Yeah, and it's something we've heard from them since the start of training camp. It was, you know, they're not going to get one guy to replace what Trey Murphy does. It has to be a committee approach. Everybody kind of kicking it. And that's what you've seen. Like you said, these first two games, Matt Ryan comes out of nowhere, hits three threes. The rookie, Jordan Hawkins, his first home game, hits some threes in the, in the, in the second quarter. Yesterday uh, against the Knicks, uh, you've seen Brandon Ingram increase his three-point volume. The same thing with C.J. McCollum. So I think everybody is trying to, you know, increase the number of three-pointers they're taking as a team. That's a focus that, you know, Borrego brought in with this offense, trying to just be more, you know, potent offensively, kind of bring in a little bit, uh, just more of a a different look because we know how dominant they are in the paint. So, yeah, I think you're going to continue to see that different guys putting up more things having these nights where they kind of hit two, three, four, three-pointers. Because, again, when you have Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram out there, those guys demand so much attention from the defense. Those open shots are going to be available. The priority for this team is to take them, to to, to, to hunt them out, to, to look for opportunities in transition 
early offense to take those or to take those open threes because if they're available, a lot of times those are going to be the best shots you're going to get during possession. Uh, so even if it's not necessarily a Trey Murphy or a CJ McCollum, uh, I think we want more of these guys taking those open shots, and that's going to open things up for your uh, your main guys who can get to the paint pretty much at will whenever they feel like it. We know it's early in the season. It's a long season, 82 games, and yet this one has the feel of an important game because of the marquee opponent, because this marquee opponent is coming in and they're going to have their guys playing, although they did play last night. So this one has that feel of a pretty important game, even though it's early in the season, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I know that. I mean, I think we're going to feel this a lot of times whenever a team from the West comes here in New Orleans just because there are so many quality teams in the West, and it feels like just about everybody on uh, in the Western Conference fighting for a playing spot right now. You add Wimby to the Spurs, you add Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet to the Rockets. I mean, just everybody is good in the West. So when you play a team like the Warriors, who you know will be around at the end of the season, getting as many wins as possible against those type of teams is going to be huge for the Pelicans when you're fighting you know, for those playoff spots, fighting for the potential to jump out of the play and earn, earn your playoff spot. I think all of these games are going to matter. And whenever you go against Steph Curry, especially in these role games, it just has a playoff feel. Uh, just because you know there are going to be a lot of Warriors fans in the building. Uh, you know it's going to be back and forth. Draymond Green's probably going to do a little bit of chirping. So, yeah, you always feel the environment whenever the Warriors come to town. And it's going to be a good test because these are the type of players that have given the Pelicans trouble in the past, right? These these guards who can run around on the perimeter, hit those deep shots. Uh, they've given her trouble in the past. So I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see just how the Pels deal with the Steph Curry problem which is something the whole league struggles with, right? But sure. I think their approach is going to be interesting to see what they do against him tonight. And make sure you don't let Draymond get under your skin. Absolutely, because we know it's going to be him versus Zion, right, going at it tonight. And you know he's going to uh, make his presence felt, whether it's through physicality, talking to the crowd, getting uh, getting into it with the refs. Uh, we're going to feel Draymond's presence. So uh, it's going to be important for Zion just to not get caught up and all of that and just keep playing basketball. Yeah, look, uh, about a minute left with Will Guillory. The ceiling of this team, hard to say because of you just don't know about the relative health. You, you cross your fingers. If you can get 65 games or more out of Zion and Ingram together, uh, aside from anybody else, you know, the over-under was, what, 44 before the season based on odds makers. I got to think this is a this is a 48-50 to 50 win team if they're healthy. Oh, no doubt in my mind. If you can get, a like you said, 60 to 65 games out of B.I. and Zion with the depth they have, with the, you know, the improvements they plan on making offensively, the foundation they have defensively, I think this is definitely a 48 to 50 win team. I think uh, they're going to be fighting for home court advantage if they can keep those guys healthy. Because, again, they look good right now, and they don't have their two best best players. I mean, Trey Murphy is such an important player for this team and we've heard just about everybody with the team say he was poised to have a breakout this year after the way he finished last year and the work he did over the summer I think uh, what he brings to this team as a shooter as a transition scorer it's everything they need and it's going to make them so much more dangerous offensively when you add in everything that Zion and B.I. does on a nightly basis so yeah when, if they can get all of these pieces together and keep their main two guys on the court uh, this team is just going to be a lot for teams to deal with because they can attack you from in so many different ways. And they come in waves, actually, just with all these young guys they have coming off the bench. Game starting shortly. We'll let you go do your job, Will. Thank you so much for the visit. Keep up the great work. 
Absolutely. Always appreciate you, Ken. All right. That's Will Guillory of The Athletic, and it's 504-260-1061. We're back with a final word when we continue with all access for Monday night here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. The 2023 NFL season is here. Nothing compares to witnessing it live, in person. The roar of the crowd, the adrenaline, the rush of high-fiving random strangers. Don't miss your chance to be part of the epic showdowns, classic rivalries, and primetime games under the lights. Tickets to all regular season games are on sale now. Take your seat. Visit NFL.com slash tickets to purchase your tickets today. Do you have heart failure and often hear, Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. 
If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the show. Glad you've joined us on this Monday night. Ken Trahan with you as we get set to wrap things up. We do want to remind you tomorrow's Halloween, and we hope you enjoy yourself. Be careful with what you do. Treat the kids wonderfully. Give them great candy. Let them enjoy themselves. And if you plan to do anything, please be careful with what it is you choose to do. We also want to remind you that I'll be back Wednesday evening with All Access Sports Talk at 6 p.m. And hope you will join us then. We want to thank... Mike Triplett for joining us tonight. Also, our thanks to our friend Steve Barrios at Tulane and to Will Guillory of The Athletic, all three of whom do a great job. And, of course, the Pelicans getting set to play their game here in just a few minutes against the Golden State Warriors. Big game. Tulane, of course, hitting the road to East Carolina this week. LSU big game in Alabama. We'll do more on that later in the week here on the show. And, of course, the New Orleans Saints. Talking to Mike Triplett earlier, back at it against the Chicago Bears at home this coming Sunday, trying to climb above 500. So busy sports week, fun sports week, final week of the high school regular season, as well as teams jockey for playoff positions and the seeds that they seek for the upcoming playoffs, which, of course, we'll cover extensively here on the original on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and through CrescentCitySports.com as well. Great time in the world of sports. World Series going on as well. And, of course, that's a big item in tonight, Game 3, going on in Arizona with the Rangers and that series tied at 1-1. You can read all about everything we talked about through CrescentCitySports.com. That's going to do it for us tonight. want to thank Rudy Dixon, the outstanding job of producing as always. And as mentioned, I'll be back with you on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Until then, Ken Trahan saying thank you for joining us and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard. All Access was also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access was also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive 
with locations throughout the New Orleans area. Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swap Tours in West Wego. Petri Transport Services. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. Life Resources Ministries. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Join us each Monday through Friday for all access sports talk here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Country for Live, WRKN.